Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Totally Folks, episode 41. Still going. We're still here. Still gigs. Middle age now. <laughs> it's all downhill from oh, here. It's older than me um, <laughs> because I'm 23. Right. Actually, no, I said last time I was 26, I should sit with my story. Did you? I think I did, yeah. I'm going to go through the internet and scrub my actual age just so no one knows. <laughs> Anyway, we're here. I am Joe, and this is my dear friend and co-host Lee. We've actually not been pre-drinking today. Uh, no, we're, we've slowed down. We've had tea. We've had tea. It's been very civilized. Tea and biscuits. Lovely dinner. Yeah. Thank the chef. The cat is here. He's just. He's just switched on, ready to start annoying and playing with the cables. Yeah, but he's he very is. sweet. Hello, little cat. Very sweet. <laughs> we, we've got a packed episode. We do. We've got an interview. We met up with some musicians. Lately. We did. We had a lovely time. We, we sat in the garden for a nice chat, partly because these little cats are, <laughs> <laughs> as, as sweet as they are, uh, one of our guests was rather allergic to cats, so we uh, we took the opportunity to have a bit of fresh air, sit under the heater in the garden. Yeah, so we've got Janice Burns and John Doran coming up a little bit later. We interviewed them well, a week or so ago when they were down for a gig. In the Purbex. In the Purbex, yeah. yeah. And they came with a very... Very pleasing gift yes. of gin. I was very excited when I saw it because it's a gin that I've coveted for many years, but only exists in Wales. And I've not been to Wales for a long time for various reasons, which prevented many of us from traveling. And we were not welcome, were <laughs> no, we? No, in quite. lockdown. I think that was quite right. Stay away, all foreign people, English folk. <laughs> Borders were closed, weren't they? Indeed. So yeah, but first we've got some new releases to we play. We do, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have a bit of a condensed gig guide when we get towards the end of the show, but we've still got time despite the interview to squeeze in a little bit of actual music. So we're gonna start off with a track from Good Habits, who we have played before, uh, and they were part of uh, one of our gig guys. They've come down to Bournemouth Folk Club, which was just marvellous mm -hmm. as well. Um, and this is a new single from them, which is out on the seventeenth of March, so it's just a couple of weeks away, uh, featuring. The beautiful cello stylings of, of Bonnie. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased <laughs> on that one. And the most gorgeous chords on the accordion as well from Pete. And uh, the song itself is called The Earth Has Moved. I built my own world I'm fixing in a snow globe The snow would rise up glass breaks and all the water leaks out what will the weather be like now when there's no roof anymore there's no roof the earth has moved out 
they've got a spring tour coming up but more of that in a future episode yes their yeah. dates are um, mainly in april and may but they are coming locally they've got a few gigs in our area yeah and actually um carrying on we we have more new music uh we, w- we were sent this weren't we we had this physical album arrive yes the real thing has landed on the doorstep lovely to have a little package with the cd in it yeah i had to find a cd player of course but <laughs> <laughs> Genuine concern. I had to make sure I bought a laptop with a CD player now because it's just not something you think about. I have an external one for mine. Mm, yeah. Uh, my sister was going to lend me one, but one day it just started smoking and <laughs> caught fire <laughs> trying to tell us something. But this uh, this album was from Rura. And uh, this is an instrumental track and it's rather beautiful. The fiddle line on this is lovely. It's an instrumental album. Instrumental album, indeed, yeah. Uh, and the bass is really satisfying as well. Um yeah, I don't need to say too much about it, though. Yeah, Scottish band, um, just looking at their tour dates. So they're on tour in March, but not anywhere near us. No, actually, uh, the thing worth saying is that this is out on the same day as the Good Habits track as well. Um, it's available from the 17th of March as well. Uh, the album is called Dusk Moon, and we've grabbed a track from it called Think of Today.
we did just mention uh, before that last track that we had a gift, a gift of gin from um, Janice and John, who we're, well, you'll hear their interview shortly, but gin first. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I'm very excited. It's a really <laughs> lovely bottle. It's the 20 centiliter size bottle. Perfect for sharing. Well done distilleries around the land that make this size bottle. This means you can get through lots of different sorts of gin. Yes, because otherwise, you, get, you know, that bottle could be sitting around for at least two weeks. But these little <laughs> ones, they just... <laughs> I mean, I say that like it's in jest and it really isn't. Um, but this is lovely. This is a Welsh distillery. Apparently, it's the first Welsh distillery, gin distillery in 100 years, something oh, like that. Okay. Um, it's This is their classic London, which is, um, they make a point of saying it has no citrus in it. It's made with Welsh botanicals, hand-picked heather and gorse. I think there is a bit of a floral floral element there. Yeah. in the, what, We're having this with a, a fever tree light tonic. And a slice of lemon, uh, with it being a classic London. In the oh, no, there's no style. citrus in it, and we've just gone and added yeah, it. There yeah, we go. Yeah, but it is. It is. It's a very clean tasting gin. It it's is, nice. yeah. This is one you could just keep keep sipping. And th- the chap who makes it is actually a folk musician, and the, yeah. full, the full-size bottles have tunes on them. I print, thought that was really cool. Printed um, on the label. You'll hear a teeny bit about that in the, uh, in the interview, but... Uh, yeah, what was it? Something about weasels? Uh, I think them? they're different. I think... Oh, a different tune on different bottles. it's handmade, really tiny batches. 20 bottles at a time, something like that. Oh, okay. And it, so I don't know if it's... like Does he hand-scribe the labels? I don't <laughs> know. Um, <laughs> buy a full-size bottle, folks, and let us know. Uh, but he does flavoured gins as well. I've mm, seen his okay. plum gin advertised Ooh. in the past. Um, that sounds like it'd go with Prosecco. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's also a uh, rhubarb ginger and hibiscus, which sounds Ooh, quite delicious. Yes, too. yes, yes. Um, so I think you find him in farmers markets around the Welsh, in the Welsh valleys. I think he's from so- the southern end of Wales. That's an excuse for a trip. I, I was only thinking that <laughs> as I was looking at the website. Uh, as we as we sip this, uh, savour it, of course. Um, rush to a, a second <laughs> glass at some time. <laughs> sometime when we skip away for our interview, uh, we'll disappear off for some music and this is more new music um a new album in fact from archie churchill moss uh who we've spoken about previously as playing with tom moore as uh tom moore and archie churchill moss Mm. lovely duo amazing stuff he's a viola player mixing in with archie's like accordions and squeeze boxes and melodians he's he's in that sphere isn't he yes because we were talking about the fact that behind this album uh he was inspired to dig into like this is very this is musical speak but uh he plays a diatonic instrument it's only got so many notes at its disposal unlike a a piano maybe if you think of all the keys on that and he was exploring what you could do within those limitations which i think is quite an interesting idea it's a very academic exercise but but the created a really lovely album of very listenable tunes it's all instrumental music again but all original compositions and being that like blindingly good musician as well i think these were all recorded live uh in more or less single takes which i think is just amazing yeah yeah and so he's half of the duo um tom moore and archie moss who are playing at bournemouth folk club shameless plug (laughs) bournemouth folk club on the 4th of march which is tomorrow if you're listening on release day yes still time to get tickets i'm (laughs) sure uh so this track uh this is two tunes um from archie this is school of brock and open at home from his album Phrase. Phase. Phrase. There's a bracket in there, you'll have to yeah. go and read it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So should we should we run our interview? Yes. Yeah. So we will lead into the interview with a track from Jan and John. I think we played them last month because they had gigs locally, and we asked them to pick a track. Which track? And I think do we talk about it in the interview? Uh, we briefly touch on a couple of the the tracks and the inspiration behind it. Um, I think this one fell off the end of the interview because honestly, we could have sat and talked to them yeah. for hours. It was lovely to have them here. Um, but yeah, in our in our ramblings, as we kind of ended up cutting it, uh, we were were chatting about what they'd like us to to use as a little example because, of course, we played some of their stuff before. Yeah, so we've so they've so they've chosen a track called Forloom Weaver, and this is from their latest album. Their debut album. Debut album, indeed. Yes. Uh, with its beautiful artwork and everything else. And the album itself is called... No More The Green Hills. I'm a fallen weaver, as many a one knows. I'm now to eat and I've worn out my clothes. My clocks are both broken and stockings I've none. You'd scarce give me tuppence for all I've got on. Oh, Billy, oh, Benty kept telling me long We'd have better days if I held my tongue Well, I've held my tongue till I near lost my breath And I feel in my heart I'll soon clem to death I'm a fallen weaver, as many a one knows I've now to eat and I've worn out Clothes, Billy's or eat well, he never were clamped, and he never picked her in his Thought each day was the last We tarried and shifted Till we were quite fast We lived upon nettles While nettles were good And Waterloo porridge Was the best of our food Our Margaret declared If she'd clothes to put on She'd go up to London And see the great man and if things didn't alter while there she had been She swears she'd fight till there's blood up to thee I'm a fallen weaver as many one knows I've now to eat and I've worn out my clothes Stockings I've none, no looms to weave on Welcome to Janice Burns and John Doran. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to be here. Slightly different setting. We've moved out of the studio, back in time, and now we're outside in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the singers must look after their voices. Yes, and the, the, the cats that are such a feature of this podcast <laughs> are, are not 
welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're here in Dorset. You're a long way from home because you're based in Newcastle. That's true, moment, yeah. So, but, and you're out at the moment doing lots of rural touring. Yeah, we're doing some rural touring through Arts Reach and Take Art, um, which is really fun. That's all in Dorset and Somerset. Yeah, properly on our doorstep again. Yes. Yeah, so well, hence, hence being in the gig guide. Yes. Mm. That's, ah. Yes. So a gig this very evening of the recording. Uh, yes. At Langton Travers. Which so we already told listeners about. So yeah, we, yeah. we are set there. We're good. Yes. Yeah. So what's your back for Somerset touring? Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Next week and the week after as well. So um, we've got got tons of things. Um, in the in the calendar um, and we'll be back as well for Swanage Folk Festival and Lee Folk Week as well oh. um, Lime? Lime Lime Folk Week Lime. Oh, so be sorry the, I was thinking of Leon uh, C oh, yeah that's in Essex yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite yeah. a long way away we did that last year John last yeah. weekend. that's the last weekend in August normally isn't it mm. I might even be there with you and oh. Oh. who knows yeah. Swanage is in September yes uh, be good so yeah we'll be stuck behind many Tractors and uh, many <laughs> things like that. It's not really like that, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, allow extra time for getting into the Perbex. But you, mm. you've been in the. Have you been in the Perbex on this? Uh, this yeah. Leg. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we tried to talk on the phone just now, and you've got coffee. I bet they're in the Perbex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we were, but I um, is that where Corf Castle is? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there yesterday. Yeah. It was so much fun. We just had the best day. Um, went to Corf Castle, saw a castle, saw some cool trains. Um, uh, the steam trains. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I th- feel like folk musicians always love castles and trains. It's a bit I of a stereotype. Well, it's the, site of the famous but... five as well. <laughs> that, that is oh, Kieran yeah. Island. The castle on Kieran Island is based on uh, Castle. Cork castle. Ah, yeah. there you go. The more you, I wish we knew that. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go. So have you been to the seaside as well? Have you been oh. for fish and chips and a a dip in the sea? We went for we went for a, a walk along the beach, <laughs> a, a short walk along a long beach, uh, mm. which was nice. It was yeah. lovely. I wanted to get in the sea, but I didn't bring any appropriate things. No towel, nothing. Excuses. I know, terrible. There's and a it's roasting. in Perbeck. Oh, yeah. I should have just went to that. <laughs> but it's it is just like... around the corner, so you can't see it from the main beach of Bournemouth. So oh. Is it actually there? Yeah, there's genuinely. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah, it's very famous, well famous beach. Ah, oh, hmm. maybe we should go. There we go. <laughs> There'll be time. It's not far from Swanage. <laughs> We'll do it. In September. this weather, we might not be fixing any tan lines, though. No, mm. but September, the sea is very warm in September. Mm. Yeah, ah. it's gorgeous. So you're out playing songs from your new album, debut album. Yeah. Which has, has been a huge success. It's been great. We've been very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's no, it's, uh I feel feel very grateful that people have kind of picked that album up and and actually listened to it, um, which, is, which is good. It's called No More the Green Hills. Um, and it's got 11 tracks on it and uh, good value for money there 11, 11 tracks um, and uh, yeah it's. Um, I think the production on it is beautiful it captures mm, the best lovely. of we were really lucky to work with Andy Bell um, that's who we had our hearts set on so when he agreed to work with us we were absolutely buzzing it was great did, did I read somewhere that you went off into the Highlands to record? So is that, we is that, did. Is that where his studio is? Or no. did you hire a place and go and re- He sort of suggested a bunch of places, but I think he was leaning towards that as being a nice location to, to go and just get away for the first... I think he thought it's your first album. 
don't really know what his thought process was, but <laughs> I assume he wanted it to be like quite interesting for us. So he was like, oh, you should go up here, be nice. And he brought a bunch of his own equipment and uh, it was lovely. It was um, in Ardgower, if anyone knows where that is. That's a long way from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything, even the packaging is beautiful. The artwork is lovely. Yeah, it's it's lovely. really eye-catching because obviously spotted it on like, social media yeah. quite a lot. That was another thing that we were... Oh, that's actually quite an interesting story. So I was really keen on having like artwork that we really cared about because I think that's... To me, that's an important thing about having an album. It's the full package. And um, I spent ages looking for artists online and I'd make all these like... You know when you just save things on Instagram and I'd go through it with John, like 40 different artists. (laughs) Yeah, it was intense. I don't know found this woman called Laura Boswell um, I think her business name is Laura Boswell Printmaker if anyone wants to look her up and uh, got in touch with her, I think she was um, one of two people that we got in touch with and she replied and said oh, what was it, her oh uh, yeah her, her dad, her, no her hmm. I, think it, I think it was her granddad uh, used to take pictures of um, oh no, no I think it might have been her Grand, it was her grandfather-in-law used to take pictures of old folkies. So these great um, pictures of like you and McCall and Andy Irvine, all oh, the wow, really okay, nice yeah, pictures yeah. that you see coming up, all these revivalist folkies. Like iconic photos. Um, iconic he took photos, them. yeah. He was, he was the one that took them. And, uh, and so was that a coincidence? Total coincidence, yeah. That you'd yeah. chosen her, that, that, was, that yeah. she was actually connected but to then the folk world. I think his son did all the... Oh, actually, it might have been the other way around, actually. It might have been um, her father-in-law took those pictures and her uh, his dad uh, did all the sort of iconic uh, topic, topic records, records. Um, artwork sort of yeah oh, around the 50s and okay. 60s oh, cool. so there was like a real family like yeah, tradition yeah, yeah. of being involved in folk album artwork really really interesting he supposedly hated folk music topic record albums but you know it was, it was nice and Laura really wanted to get back into kind of um, doing something that was a bit of a family tradition. Yeah, and she's amazing. She does for anyone who's not seen her work. She does. Um, she works with lino and woodblock printing. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really detailed, really amazing stuff. She's got a YouTube channel, and you can watch these really satisfying videos of her like carving into Oof. bits of wood. It's so nice. Does it have that kind of the sound? Yeah. I am there. It's so good. <laughs> But I, I absolutely agree with you about the visuals being really important. Oh, we spoke about this in another interview, didn't we? I, uh, like with I, LPs. Like, regular listeners will know that I do oh, bang yeah. on about the artwork <laughs> <laughs> of albums. And it's like, to have it in your hand as well and to, to feel it and look at it. But I think your photography and the videography mm. for your singles... The whole package is really coherent. Oh, thank you. I love oh, the photography. Nice. Like, that is absolute gold oh. for the kind of stuff that I like as well. Yeah. Well, what was the setting? It looks beautiful. There's a house that you're sat in at some point. Oh, just, yeah. Um, like full height ceilings somewhere. It's lovely. It's this building called uh, John Marley. Yeah. Oh, I remember it's called John Marley. I'm going to tell you something that's so boring about myself, but <laughs> I only remember it because I kept saying John Marley corn, like John Barley corn. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, John hates me right now. <laughs> It gets stuck in your head. To yeah, be honest, so. John Marleycorn. Yeah. The John Marley Centre. It's just like a centre in Newcastle. Loads of, it's got artist studios in it and recording studios and yeah. sort of community space. Very Art Deco yeah. style. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's quite cool, but quite uh, Art Deco in a very shabby way. <laughs> like yeah. I think you're used to kind of like, I don't know, Gatsby looking amazing and stuff like that. But this is like slapped on paint, like 
really old. Yeah. But yeah, it's really nice. No, it has room. just been refurbished. I think that room had been refurbished, but the other ones not yet. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but the photographer we worked with was called. She's called Ellen Dixon. She's based up in Newcastle. Really, really beautiful stuff. She shoots on a mixture of film and digital. Mm. And she used this cool camera from the eighties that was like a big box. Can't remember what it was called. Yeah, it's cool. But it was great. Yeah. Um, Sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah but of course, like... that might have been a little bit easier because of the success of your crowdfunding. Yeah. yeah that went so well, didn't it? You got into your extension. Yeah, funding. we did. Yeah. That was, that was kind all of... Janice's work, really. I went a bit mental, you know, when you just focus on <laughs> a thing and you get really like into it. I went absolutely mental on the social media strategy and made a spreadsheet. Um, oh, we love a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> And an organised person mm. with a social media plan. As, well. a, as an artist manager myself, like, this, is, this makes my heart sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much anymore because I think I burnt myself out with it. I like went to town on this one project and now I don't want to look at social media ever again. It's so easy to do, but yeah. it clearly works. That's why your podcast is good. This is the limited bandwidth podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we were just pulling together all this kind of thing, yeah. but also the idea that you can just stop sometimes and yeah. it's fine. I yeah. think that's it, you yeah. just need a break sometimes and then you can get back into yeah. it. But yeah, no, I was very proud of that spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, it looked very good. Well, it earn you enough money to be able to fund. Mm. These the visuals and you managed to get pro- pro- professional like really well respected PR. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Jane Brace. Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah. She was she was lovely to work with. Yeah. She's just she goes above and beyond. Yeah. And even though she says she well, she sort of says she's going to work within a time frame, but she does sort of keep sending you things afterwards, and she's great. We're seeing yeah. her tonight actually. Oh, she's coming we? tonight. No, no, we're not. No, that's, that's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, back to the album. <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about how how do you go about choosing? Because it's all traditional repertoire that you perform, isn't it? So how do you go about choosing songs to play live and then to filter that down into a selection of songs to put on an album? It's a good question. And like I think we um, formed the album around uh, an old song called The Greenmore Hair, which is... Um, a song that was collected in Northern Ireland by a guy called Sam Henry. And uh, we felt like that song in particular had this kind of, uh, the right kind of um, mood to it, the right kind of atmosphere. And and it was um, quite um, melancholic, uh, quite reflective. And we felt like the album could be built around that kind of idea. So had you been performing that song for a while already? I'm so sorry, but I have to interrupt you because that's not true well it's, it's the story that we tell interviewers <laughs> it's the story that you've told interviewers <laughs> well, uh, you made that po- up this is a podcast you can say whatever you like all oh, right okay we sing things that aren't about rape incest or anything like that that's basically how we do it and and the tune sounds good we spoke <laughs> to um it was emily and hazel wasn't it before telling us about choosing songs that you know, they were starting to think really carefully about not having things that had a really anti-feminist quality about yeah. them. Yeah. So it just didn't resonate anymore and they didn't want to have that in their repertoire. Yeah. Some things they changed the lyrics, but other things they just decided, let's put that song to bed. Yeah. We feel like that. We spend quite a lot of time trying to find songs that... Because obviously when you're digging up a lot of traditional material, and you can do this with lots of genres, there is stuff that you just cannot sing now. And for some reason I think there's certain subjects that people go, oh yeah, of course you can't sing that. 
But when it comes to sort of, I don't know, I suppose things about women a lot of the time, people still think it's maybe okay to sing these kind of, I don't know. Not, no judgement, but yeah. No, I don't think you're wrong there. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to overlook. Yeah. And sometimes the message is shrouded ever so slightly, isn't it? Yeah. So you can kind of get away with it, but at the same time, should you? But, and, and sometimes they're humorous songs, but actually, if you think about it, take a step back. It's actually, this is really misogynistic. Yeah. Was it the farmer's wife yeah, exactly the other that. Day? Yeah. Exactly that. Exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it, like, it is a oh, funny it's hilarious. It's, she's it's she's funny. such an old so and so that even yeah. the devil couldn't put up with her. Oh, like, yeah. But, yeah, hilarious as that is, the message not particularly great. It's not great, yeah. So, I don't where know. Are the men being demeaned in these songs? Is this collector's mm. bias? or? There you know? are. There's, there's a lot of like cuckolding songs, isn't there? Yeah, so the same types of songs and it, it's always looking at who the eye is in folk songs and mm. Steve Raub talked about that in um, folk songs in England I think that's what the book's called it's great tone yeah yeah and uh, I, all of these sort of bawdy ballads and stuff like that that are meant to be absolutely hilarious it does um, they're so worrying you know <laughs> like, like when you actually look at them in a non-funny sober way you think that's horrible um, but these songs about men being cuckolded it's very much a kind of uh, a bit of a kind of tongue-in-cheek joke about blokes being cuckolded, and, and it's um, uh, well, it's not you, nice. Is when it? It's not nice, and then you flip it the other way around, and it's 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 also pretty pretty hideous. Um, but um, it normally ends up being the woman's fault. Um, That's an yeah. interesting, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking of one where. It's, it's funny because the bloke turns up and he's like, why are there these extra pairs of shoes in the hall? And she comes up with some excuse. Why is there yeah. an extra hat here? That's mm. not a hat, that's a flower pot. Yeah. And all these things that are like, what, who's this in bed? That's that's no man, that's a baby. Like, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But at its core, it's, it is exactly that. Yeah. She's been cheating on him. It's like, oh, what an awful woman. But isn't it hilarious for that guy? Like, Yeah. Um, They're yeah. not, yeah. But then if these things were genuinely happening and it's social mm. commentary, that is being spoken of in a light-hearted way to introduce the theme. Like, I don't know, have we just lost the context? Yeah, maybe. And I think everyone has their own approach to things and everyone has, like, their own lines that they draw. And, yeah, you can definitely sing songs that are a bit challenging, but through a specific lens makes it, gives it, like, a different meaning. Context so, is really key. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But we just, I suppose we just sing songs that we like, that um, we feel comfortable with and... There was a choice we made when we uh, recorded the EP. We sang a song called The Gallant Frigate Amphitrite for a while, which is, you know, like I have no judgment against anyone who sings this still because it's still a very popular song. Um, but I think I brought that to the duo without uh, thinking too much about sort of the implications of it. Yeah. And it is, it's a song about a bloke just sort of um, bragging about how every port that he lands in along the coast he's sleeping with someone else and comparing the and different compa- women from yeah, different countries that's it yeah and and so like, like racial stereotyping in yeah, there as well. yeah yeah there's a bit of that like um and this, this is why i really liked um one of the songs that we were doing years ago like just as the time is flowing because it sees it from the other side and whilst this gentleman in your song might have a lady at every port yeah uh, the implication is that this particular lady's having a lovely time with a man off every ship Mm. Like, and yeah. she's having yeah. her own way and quite enjoying herself. Yeah. But it's for once, that song doesn't read like it's exploitative. Mm. Yeah, and that makes sense. It depends who sings the song a lot of the time as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think if if uh, like if Hazel Askew was singing something, <laughs> it might sound different to me singing it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something you're conscious of when you choose some of these songs? 
I think so, yeah. I'd say so, yeah. And it's uh, we don't want to be taken out of context a lot of times singing this. We don't want to be preaching the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, because we want folk music to be inclusive. And it's no surprise that it's not inclusive when you're singing quite niche, bawdy ballads about assaulting women. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, are you? Uh, do you ever rewrite lyrics, or do you just um, go through like researching different versions and then just sort of disseminating them as best you can into a? Yeah, I think we usually cut them up a bit. Yeah, we do the yeah. odd the odd rewrite, and um, mostly when it's rewritten, it's it's to improve the flow. Or we'll take in verses from other places. Yeah, so not, not trying to turn the meaning on his head. Not trying adding, to flip it. Adding yeah. extra verses. Yeah. We're not that Update clever. Yeah. <laughs> Although Frank, Frankie Archer did that really recently with them, Lucy One. Mm. Don't know if you heard her yes. version of that. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Mm. She added in this extra verse where you suddenly hear Lucy's voice, and she's um, her part of the story's being told, and that's great. Because yeah, otherwise, we only meet her as a kind of moaning lady in the first verse don't yeah. we yeah she, she just shouts out something about oh i'm not very well and then she's she's done for yeah and it's all about her brother's perspective the whole song so yeah and how terribly feels oh, i shall have to banish myself yeah like, you did do something pretty <laughs> oh awful. poor you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so should, should we should we should we have a little break for some music and um have a listen to a song that's influenced you or been an inspiration to you yeah. Tell us a bit about your choice. Would Ooh. you like to talk about this? I'll say a tiny amount and then maybe you can say some too. Okay. Um, we are going to play this song by Paddy Tunney. It's called As I Roved Out. And we do a version of it on our album, actually. Uh, yeah, so Paddy Tunney was um, uh, an old Irish singer, wonderful singer, and, and I feel like his recordings although they are uh, considered source recordings and uh, he's sort of um, uh, seen as one of the old warbly singers that we got many of these folk songs from. Um, he's still, you know, he was a brilliant singer and he was still quite a young man when he, uh, he was recorded singing these songs but came from a very uh, rich family tradition of singing. Um, and uh, he got this song um, from his mum, um, and she got it from I think either her um, his his mum's Bridget Tunney who's a brilliant singer as well um, and uh, she got it either from her mum or her grandmother um, and so it's it's got this big lineage um, this one and it was collected by Peter Kennedy in uh, a 1950s broadcast called As I Roved Out <laughs> As I roved out on the bright May morning to view the meadows and flowers gay, whom should I spy but my own true loving? She sat under yon willow tree. I took off my hat and I didn't salute her. I didn't salute her most courageous when she turned around and the tears fell from her sin, false young man, you have deluded me. A diamond ring till I own my jewelry, a diamond ring to wear on your right hand. What the vows you made, lo, you went. 
buried in the sea, the tender land. If I marry the lassie, the tender land, my love, that I woo till the day I die, where misfortune falls, you no one can shun it. I was blindfolded, I ne'er deny. Now at night when I go to my bed of slumber, the thoughts of my true love run in my mind. When I turn around to embrace my darling, instead of gold shoes, brass I find. And I wish the queen would fall home her army from the West Indies and American Spain. And every man to his wedded woman hoped that you and I would meet again. What a lovely lilting voice. It is just, lovely. Uh, while we were listening to that, I was just saying that there's uh, some, some singers a little bit more local to us who were captured probably a little bit earlier than that, but they didn't have quite such... Uh, command of expressing a melody uh, that? <laughs> that's like, one way of putting it yeah. <laughs> I love those little turns as well in his voice, mm. really sweet ornaments beautiful now of course that's, it's an Irish singer clearly, from the yes. accent you might be able to tell there um, and with a name like Paddy Tunney probably comes through <laughs> thinking of influences from a little bit further afield now uh, we've already spoken at great length about your time at university uh, <laughs> fascinating topic such as it is <laughs> not in this interview, it's well documented how Jan and John met so we were not going to go over that. But we were quite fascinated by your time studying abroad in Norway. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we spent a year um, in a place called... Uh, right. <laughs> I used to, so I used to be able to pronounce it really well when I lived there, but now I've been in England for so long. It's so anglicised, so... Norway. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! no. Uh, right, I'm going to try. Rowlan in Telemark. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Lovely. I did it. <laughs> do, you, do you speak Norwegian? Mm, nah. No, we're rubbish. Yeah, we picked up bits yeah, and bobs, but classic Brits going over. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone speaks English so fluently. Yeah. yeah. Most of our friends were quite excited to um, practice their English, mm. so they just wanted to talk English to us. And but you could have talked back to them in Norwegian. I know, I could I have. Yeah. I, think I asked someone for a sausage once when I was trying to <laughs> trying to get a bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, do you know what you did? Which was great. Oh yeah. Um so John was buying alcohol and you just get into the habit because like people in the shops aren't that chatty. So you can guarantee that the cashier's not gonna say anything to you except they're gonna say kvittering, which is receipt. And uh, you get so used to that you just get used to going night or night tack or whatever. Yeah. And uh, John assumed that this is what the cashier had said, but we're in an alcohol shop and they were saying, uh, yeah. Do you have ID? And he was going, Nah. Yeah, <laughs> just went, Nah. Night tack. And she was it. just like so confused. Like. <laughs> he just like tried to leave and she was like, No, no come back. I need to ID you. He just kept going, Night tack. <laughs> So we are very fond of the Scandinavian folk. Oh, our Scandi folk disco, which was yes. a kind of <laughs> strange grammatical stumbling. Well, yeah, that was a Facebook abbreviated display thing. 
um, that we were talking about. We were talking about our disco- discography. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah. And it came out of Scandi Folk Disco. on my screen on my phone as Scandi Folk Disco. <laughs> nice. So that's just stuck. So fairly regularly we play Scandinavian folk music. So oh, we just great. wondered if that has filtered, that the music of those lands, has that filtered into your music? I think it has, actually. Yeah. I think you became quite a big fan of him. Um, John played the fiddle when he was there um, and learned a lot of uh, gangers and hallings, which have this really fun relationship between the foot tapping and the bow, and it creates a lot of polyrhythm. I think that's translated a lot into how you approach rhythm. That's nice, yeah. They're sort of yeah. named for the steps, aren't they? So mm. ganger ones are like walking. Yeah, yeah. And Springer is... is, is <laughs> Doesn't want to the tin. <laughs> I like I like jog. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think rhythmically we might have yeah. picked up a few little bits. But um, I think uh, now that I'm playing guitar and bazooki really for uh, for for music on the road, um, the guitar playing there are a couple of really cool guitar players over in Norway, and they played so differently. It was so melodic rather than chordal, mm. um, and so I, I kind of tried to pick that up <laughs> to the best of my ability. Are there any names you can remember if we were going to do some investigation for our Scandi folk disco at some point? <laughs> Are there any Norwegian guitarists? No. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't think of anyone. Anders, um, oh, what's his surname? Reiner? Yes. don't know. Anders Reiner. Yeah. Uh, for guitar. He was great. Has he recorded anything? Yeah, with... Um, Sudan Dudan. Oh, Sudan Dudan. Yeah. yeah. Might be worth checking oh, them out. Oh, they're beautiful. Okay. That, yeah. That's... Yeah, it's just gorgeous. Like they sing lots of harmony stuff, and it's very pretty. Mm. The music that they make is gorgeous. So, do you not play much violin with the duo? I play none. You play some on the album. I play like five seconds on the album. (laughs) If you you listen really closely, there's there's a little bit of sort of harmonicy stuff in the background. Good fiddle player. Oh, thank you. That's very. You are a lovely fiddle player. Uh, Just out of practice, (laughs) (laughs) having a hiatus. I have been amazed. I've watched you both in a session, like absorb a tune, like Mm. after hearing the like a bar of the A section, and then suddenly you just can play the whole thing, (laughs) despite having never met it before. It's because all folk music is the same. (laughs) It's all just the same thing. I find it really funny to hear you say that because I don't feel like that at all. No, like absolutely in awe. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I know to a degree, like you say, there's a lot of similarity, like. Mm. Oh, so it's that arpeggio in G. Ah, Here yes. we go. No, but it's, it's you, Jan. Though. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen this. And maybe because really? I was sitting next to you at one point. Like, someone plays a tune once through and there you are. Off you go. Oh, you just, said, just, just give me that one bit one more time. And then you're off. Oh, <laughs> thanks. This is go. massaging my ego greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. More. <laughs> Honestly, I always like that. Being, I'll just play a bass line. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, that's nice. Because John's the one that's really good at that. No. Oh, yes, your ability you are. to harmonise something is really oh, fascinating. Well, thank I you. I do love where your ear goes with things. Because, oh, of course, you were sat accompanying Joe here. As you ah, played fiddle outside true. the van one morning. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, that was nice. Oh, that was lovely. No, <laughs> it's nice. Lovely. Yeah. Those are the moments at folk festivals that I enjoy, though. It's, it's you like... playing Inner Shear. Was that? So it was oh, yeah. Inner Shear. I've completely forgotten about that tune. Lee stolen all of my sheet music, so. Aww. <laughs> and I... God, no, so I think I've actually mixed it in with my nine barrow music, so apologies, guys, if I suddenly start. Brilliant. Speaking of sessions, you, you, I know Jan, you, you've started a new session. Yeah, haven't you? Yes. I've got a session up in a little bar called Elder Beer, um, which is a really cute little beer cafe. Um, just has every type of beer you could imagine. It's all quite fancy, but it's got a good non-alcoholic section as well. 
and it's just a really lovely sort of environment. So I've started a session there that's for women and gender minorities, um, because a lot of a lot of my friends certainly when we went to uni, we found a lot of the sessions we went to were really male dominated. Um, it's not always the case. It's definitely not a thing that happens always. Like I know I've been to quite a lot of sessions in Gloucestershire and they're quite gender balanced, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which I, is I nice. I think I've recognised something similar actually in some of the ones I've gone to. It yeah. can be really intimidating, can't it? Yeah. And you're not used to sessioning because it's very fast paced normally mm. anyway because everyone's there trying to show off about how quickly yeah. they can play tunes. Totally. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. step on anyone's toes by like loudly like scraping along, just kind of hitting the odd yeah. note here and there. So, yeah. yeah. But I wanted to, if this had come out of, because you, you're obviously Scottish, you yeah. grew up in Scotland, there recently, in recent years, there's been a real, it seems to be really focused on the Scottish music scene. There's quite a lot of misogyny. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's in a lot of scenes. Mm. Yeah, in fact, I'd say even like traditional music isn't the only one as well it's like pretty much genre wide um there's a lot of situations where i think i think there's that unconscious bias thing as well like there's not just misogynist uh, misogyny there's unconscious bias where people don't realize when other genders are not maybe being included and i think we're all guilty of it um and have to recognize that in ourselves but that was really the catalyst for starting this session um I just noticed none of my female friends joined in and as a result none of them were progressing in their tune playing because they didn't have the opportunity to go out and do it for fun yeah uh, so i made this little session and uh it's been great it's really nice yeah i love it <laughs> and you and you both am i right in saying you both are involved with choirs as well yeah yeah um i i started uh, about this time last year i picked up a a choir uh, called Voicemail, and they're a male voice choir. <laughs> I, I, I do, love a pun. I do love that pun, <laughs> especially when you have to write it in every program and send it in every email. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Voicemail, they're a lovely uh, bunch of guys uh, up in Northumberland. Uh, they practice in Morpeth, which is about half an hour above Newcastle. Oh, they're a rant. Morpeth um, Rams. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it is the home of the Morpeth Rams, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is is an international tune, as we found <gasps> yeah. in Norway. Uh, we travelled okay. over there, and there's a Norwegian version of it, which sounds pretty cool. Um, it's got this hectic bowing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> crazy bowing. Weird timing as well. They've yeah. they've really ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, they um, they're they're a lovely bunch, and uh, and we sing mostly folk songs and things like that. But it's uh, it's a great community choir, and. Um, and we're, I think we're about 25 strong now, which is, That's which really is good. great and, yeah. and good for a, a male voice choir. I think it's quite hard getting men out to to sing because mm. it's not very masculine yeah. for I'll, some I'll work, reason. I work in a school and getting any of the lads to, uh, to have a go. I mean, granted, I work in a place where they're all experiencing puberty and their voices will break at any given oh, moment so, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so fair. it can yeah. be terrifying. Yeah, it's a tough time. Yeah. yeah, just getting gents to be comfortable singing. But they don't mind yeah. going and dominating sessions. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? I'll shout at you with a fiddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. There's no stopping them when they're drinking. This is another problem with the folk scene, though, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Yeah. We encourage ourselves to kind of chronic low-level drinking, accidentally, yeah. which, totally. uh, as a podcast where we drink gin, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think we have to give... So, Jan and John have bought us a, a gift of gin, 
Which, a very small gift of Jeff. It's, oh, I, I, when I saw it in John's hand when he when he arrives, like, oh my god, it's Mary Wen Jin. The excitement. I have been aware of this brand. It's a little niche, just a very oh. small batch distillery in Wales. And um, I've been aware of it for years and never been able to get my hands on it That's... because you can only get it in Wales and the surrounding... I'm so surprised <laughs> that you that you knew um, what it was as well because I, I remember Matt when um, I, like, I met him in maybe 2014 or 2013 and, and he was thinking about starting up then. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I think I've been aware of him since about 2018 maybe, 2017, mm. 18. So yeah, I mean, if you like it, I'll give you his number. And we'll, post it over well, that'll to be you. a sponsorship deal, yeah. obviously. That's, yeah, course, yeah. I mean, that's why I know of him because he said no to sponsoring another thing. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> you're a folk musician making gin. This is yeah. perfect. Yeah. And he writes. He's he gets people to write really nice tunes for his bottles. I think you might have seen some of his like the bigger bottles, not that tiny little yeah. thing, but the bigger bottles have a tune written on the back. I oh, do that. Um, I didn't in, know that. In notation. Yeah, oh, and okay. it's and it's oh, written. This is perfect. We have yeah. to do a, we have to do a pilgrimage to his distillery. Uh, book me a tour that way. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Legitimate reason to go on holiday. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've lost track of where we're at now. I'm just conscious of the time. Oh, well. I, th- I think Janice has a choir as well. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I've got a wee choir uh, called the Oosburn Folk Choir, and we meet in the Cumberland Arms, which is a very famous pub in Newcastle, um, famous for folk music I suppose yeah, okay. yeah they have um, they're a great community pub um, they do a lot of gigs and stuff so they do have like a commercial side but they really nurture that community choir thing they've got um, uh, rapper dancers um, Newcastle Kingsman Clog and Kingsman mm. uh, all sorts of like folk dance and folk music sessions every night um, really great pub and that's obviously things that don't really that doesn't make any money but it's important to the community so yeah. the pub yeah, yeah. is really yeah. i suppose everyone who goes buys a drink so well, at least yeah. one yeah. <laughs> keeps uh, it lively but it's a brilliant pub and the choir is great it's just open to anyone and it's uh yeah any experience as well so is that do you lean into kind of trad repertoire for that yeah as well? yeah. yeah i think we've only done trad so far but we yeah. might we might do some forays into I don't know, Simon and Garfunkel. Popular music. (laughs) Yeah. Let's play another track and something that you're currently listening to. Uh, yes, we are listening to a lot of pop music at the moment. Yeah, we, we do it too. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's not a dirty word. I don't mind a bit of Harry Styles. Yeah. 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 He's very clever. He's great. He's very clever. Um, but I think um, the thing we agree that we've both been listening to and it's something that we come back to a bit is um, the Danish String Quartet and um, uh, we were at uh, the Fleece Inn in Bretterton um, uh, in January yeah early January they they um, they put a lot of sessions on and things like that and do a lot of events for folkies uh, you might have gigged there have you played the Fleece no, yet? not no. yet no but with the traditional project it's on the list mm. yeah Nice. It's such a nice old like medieval tithe barn oh, that they old, put these yeah. gigs up in, and, and <laughs> yeah, they got hops hopping away in the in the ceiling rafters. And uh, can you smell it? Is it really? Yeah, it's a, it's oh, a good. Hops have their own smell. Former, yeah. former florist here. Fresh <laughs> hops absolutely stink. Horrible. My heart would sink when people would come in and say, "Can you order me a hop garland?" Like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, gross. Yeah. Well, 
Um, it's it's quite a nice place, despite the the, the reek of hops. They're dried, maybe they're more. Yeah, they're fresh ones. Um, they've got an orchard as well, don't they? Yeah, they got an orchard, and actually, that's that's where we kind of retreated to when we wrote the album. We we stayed there for a week, um, but they they put on these big sessions, and uh, at those sessions, the Danish string quartet tunes are always the favourite ones. Yeah. It seems like they're everyone gets great. involved in these absolute bops. Um, maybe not the one we're going to play for you, but, um, but there are some great ones, and and they've they've really sort of um, I think Danish music, uh, traditional music is is so it's it's more like um, traditional music over here. It's quite accessible. There's some great stuff written about like how they've arranged it as well out there, which I was fascinated by. Mm, uh, it's, cool. it's like arranging uh, hard and fiddle tunes. Like normally it's a solo thing, or you all just play the mm. same tune at the same time. So taking it into a string quartet arrangement can be a little bit. Like, should, should we do this for traditional music? Yeah. But I think they just they do it so beautifully. Yeah. So really which do. of their tunes are we playing today? We thought we'd play Shine No More. Which is... A million plays on Spotify. It must be good. It's pop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
it's traditional when we when we chat to musicians, we end with a quick fire round. <laughs> oh, fun! Of either or questions. Oh God! I'm going to get a timer up because this time you can go through that bit and I shall keep our minute on the clock. It's always me that does the asking. I've done loads of. I don't ask it. Well, it's lovely for you <laughs> to get a little. <laughs> <laughs> Quite often when we do this and we've had a lot of gin, it's just whoever gets there first. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. yeah I was thinking, like, there's not a drop has been drunk and it's quite nice. Yeah, nice. we've just looked at a bottle in the middle yeah, of the table. I, I am very much looking forward to yes, tasting this. That's at least one gin in there, right? It's an honest... It's the very civilised size. It I love this it's size. It's a sharing size yeah. and it doesn't sit in the cupboard forever. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's like gone full, in an evening, isn't it? A full-size like bottle yeah. of gin does take quite a long time it's to It's intimidating, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but th- this means you can try lots of different gins. Mm. It's oh. very we like well-done distilleries yeah. that do this 20 centimetres. The Calavala gin. I had a taster for that and I've since bought three bottles. Oh, that is very nice, It's the taste of a Scandinavian forest. Wow, that sounds lovely. Pine is in there, berries. And what was it? Was, it was, was there's the one that just that tastes of just water and air that just has it's just so pure. Oh no! Who was that? That was very dangerous. That, that one. That was dangerous. <laughs> I always come back to that one. The Sidmouth gin and the Calavala gins have been my favourite so far. Mm. That's yeah, the Sidmouth the, gin that the tasted Sid, the sea. The Sidmouth the, with the blue label. That's yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what we, do. we digress. <laughs> anyway, <so this laughs> We're going to have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you aren't Sidmouth this year. Uh, I don't think so. We've no, not heard year, anything yet, yet so I don't think we will. But... Yeah. Oh, Thank you. Um, so, as is traditional, we will finish with a one-minute quickfire round. Um, you don't both have to answer. You may find you disagree. Yeah, oh, it's, it's interesting when it's duos. That, or, 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 or I don't think we did it when we had a... Like with Emily and Hazel, uh, when we had the Askew sisters talking to us, obviously they are sisters. Yes. And <laughs> so it's quite interesting to see them suddenly snap out with a different answer and look at each other across the table. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just go for it, both at the same time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. No delays. On the clock. Okay, so either or one, one word response. Okay. Okay. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was... Uh, Tea or coffee? Tea. Tea. Bagpipes or banjo? Pipes. Uh, (laughs) Pipes. (laughs) You have me at bagpipes. (laughs) Ketchup or mayonnaise? Ketchup. Oh, mayonnaise. Yes. Okay. Cotswold or border? Cotswold. Cotswold. Okay. Yeah. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. <laughs> Has anyone ever said Facebook? Uh, yeah. Have they? Really? Yeah. Oh, Were they dear. old? Cut that out. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star, Star Trek. Wars. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One of those was the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> uh, Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Okay. Pop, pop or indie? Ooh. Oh, pop. You know pop. what? Pop. Ten yeah. seconds. Oh, no. Oh no, we have to get, well, one more question. Um, English tune session or Scottish tune session? Oh, uh, Scottish! Yeah, English, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final question scone or scone? Scone. scone. Yeah? Yeah. Scone, both for scone, okay. Yeah. Um, jam or cream first? Cream? I don't care, I mix them up. Oh, heathens. <laughs> That's all we've got time for. <laughs> this is bad as my band mate. It's like, jam on one, cream on the other, and bang. Oh, yeah, yeah that's actually and not a bad idea. And now everyone's happy yeah. or upset. Or upset. And, and that's yeah. means your electric company had the best answer, I think. It was cream jam cream. Cream, cream jam cream. cream. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. 
Just just take the scone out of the equation, just have jam and green. Yeah. Well, before we go back to the other Russes in the studio, thank you so much for joining us to have a chat. That is actually really insightful. Fascinating stuff. Oh, oh thank was, you for having us. It was lovely us. to chat. Yeah, it's, it's really, so nice really nice. To see you. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's been so long. We're back. It's us again here in the studio. <laughs> With the gig guide, an abbreviated gig guide. We've only got time for a couple of tracks, but should we rattle through some dates as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, in chronological order, as usual, mm-hmm. we've got the Reinigan Sisters at Hanger Farm Art Centre in Totten on the 5th of March. And now, that's an art centre that doesn't appear very often. No, it's one I've still not properly had a chance to go to because no, I was meant to have a gig there ages ago. But yeah, um, it's a lovely space. And then the Dry Stones at Hambledon Folk Club, which is out into the depths of Hampshire a bit yes. on the 8th of March uh, we've got Hannah Scott and she's at Forest Arts um, one of our favourites on the 9th of March yeah and then Chris Cleverly who's, who's also one of our favourites yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's at Taunton Brewhouse which is a bit of a drive but it's in Somerset which is our neighbouring county well it's reasonably doable 10th of, 10th of March for him uh, Nine Barrow the lovely Nine Borough, John and Jay, are at Dorchester Arts on the 11th of March and then just a little bit further away from us at the David Hall on the 24th. And should we should we play a track then? We'll do, then we've got Luke Jackson in chronological order. Again at Forest Arts. Um, yeah, Luke Jackson is at um, Ashcroft Arts Centre in Fareham on the 15th of March and Forest Arts on the 16th of March. Plenty going on down there. We can squeak. We can definitely fit in a Luke Jackson yeah, track. Play, yeah. not, I, it's been a while. If we've ever played Luke Jackson, let's play a track. Um, so, yeah, this is a track called Honeycomb off his most recent album. Engines not turning, just coughing out heat. Coffee this morning was bitter and weak. There's a cold wind blowing. Hope it blows me home onto something sweet, sweet like honeycomb. Bats are in the belfry, they don't know how to sing, they just hang around above my city of sin. Wonder why they stay here When's it time to go On to something sweet Sweet like honeycomb But it won't bring me down It won't bring me down Like honeycomb 
18th and 19th of March. It's a busy weekend. It's Mother's Day, folks, that weekend. <laughs> 19th of March. If you've run out of gift ideas. Gig tickets. Do make a lovely, lovely gift. I buy gig tickets yeah. or theatre tickets for my family fairly regularly as gifts for events. Yeah, it's we try and do this all the time. It's yeah. a lovely... I find it's really nice to go and spend time with my family in a place where we don't talk to each other and watch something else happen. No, that's <laughs> taking the mic. But we love going to a bit of theatre yeah, and music. Yeah, going and sharing an experience rather than buying things. And it comes with all the nice things, like you've bought them a theatre experience and accidentally tagged onto that as a trip for dinner associated yeah. with that, drinks. Yeah, or some if, if it's a trip to London, then you get a day out on the old yeah. smoke. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Lighthouse in Pool. Um, 18th of March, Hannah James and Toby Coon. Also on the 18th of March, you've got Gilmore Roberts at the David Hall. And then Chris Wood at the Ark in Winchester on the 19th of March. What a great Mother's Day gift. Take your mum to go and see Chris Wood. Definitely enjoyed that set when we saw him at Southall. Yeah, he was he's very dry. It was very <laughs> funny. Yeah, absolutely aligned with many of those opinions. <laughs> he's got some great songs as well. Yeah, he's a good lyricist. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you might see him at the folk club one day. You never know. Hmm, should think about that one. I don't, I don't mind it. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> should we play out with Hannah and Toby, though? We do like a cellist, don't we? And Toby oh, I do like is a cellist. An and Hannah cellist. is a, just an amazing songwriter as well. Yeah. Um, so they were at the Lighthouse on the 18th of March. Um, yeah. Let's let's go with the Giants. So this was off, um, is it Sleeping Spirals? Sleeping Spirals, yeah. I, do, I think we should do an honourable mention for your new project as well oh, before God, we go. Oh, God, yeah. Before we properly play out... Um, on the 31st of March, I am playing at uh, Athelhampton House. What an amazing venue that is. It's an ancient Tudor house, or like it's very ancient and with Tudor bits in it. And ghosts. Um, and ghosts, ghosts. Very, it was quite spooky <laughs> recording some videos there recently. Uh, I'm playing with uh, Bob Whitley, who has written just an incredible masterpiece of music. It's a musical about Anne Boleyn that puts her front and centre again. So she's, she's recast, not as uh, some awful temptress and seductress she is instead yeah i think got a proper place back as a, a very pious and god-fearing woman who i think was wronged very much so by king henry now my opinion has changed mm, quite a lot represented by history yeah just a little bit and uh, you but we play this in full costume yeah, so that's you, you have the most amazing <laughs> sleeves yes huge <laughs> sleeves you could hide you could hide a person in there um <laughs> Although that gig is, I think, sold out, there are more coming, but that is the very first one we're playing. Yeah, Bob Whitley's website. Go and have a look at that. The dates. Uh, and yes, well, and we would be remiss not to say you can reach us on social media. Uh, we are under Totally Folked, and you can also email us at totallyfoked1 at gmail.com. You'll find us on Instagram and Facebook mostly. And uh, we are always fascinated to hear from those people that are listening to the podcast because we know yes. there's quite a lot of you out there. We look at the stats, but yeah, we can always hear from you. Yeah, drop yeah. us a message. So, yeah, back to the music. We're playing out with something by Hannah and Toby. This is The Giant from Sleeping Spirals. See you next month. Tired of the quiet and company sought. 
gigantic frame became ever smaller the closer he came and when to the village at last he arrived he was just a small boy with tears in his eyes he stood thought of the friendship he'd finally found but as he looked closer he saw that their eyes gazed over his shoulder and off to the sky for the splendid dark shadow he left on Dazzled their minds and delighted them still. So the sad little boy who nobody could see decided the giant was all he could be. Tell tales of the giant who travelled 